Welcome to Camden Cast. My name is Tandy. I'm Erin. And this is our seventh Evan podcast. Yeah, on today's episode, we will be discussing season five, episode three of Seventh Heaven, the title of which is Losers, uh, or in Germany, the title is False Promises. Uh, the IMDb user synopsis is. Matt is far from amused suddenly to be phoned and hence paged in hospital during his orderly duty by successive relatives, which might even get him fired. Simon keeps calling, but instead of picking him up and driving him for $20 with college date Lulu, Big Brother semi-accidentally snaps her up himself. Eric calls in vain, as with everyone, he asks for a guy's pool night, but has a blast with parish bachelorettes, so Annie shouldn't have bothered and just enjoyed her restaurant work date with her child psychology professor. Lucy is off course, refused relieve babysitting her school project egg, and works it out on her charming visiting lab partner. Mary frustrates everyone, just failing to be clear about joining in the Friday private hour of her waiter colleagues, teenage parent couple Johnny and Frankie. I'm sorry. I c- this is wrong. <laughs> I had some trouble getting through that. <laughs> that was wrong. Lucy is off course refused to relieve babysitting her school project egg. Simon is not <laughs> dating a college sophomore. And that's not who <laughs> Matt meets up with. Anyway, what was your first impression of this episode? Um, uh, I th- so Seventh Heaven is definitely continuing this theme of unfinished storylines and like character building. building character arcs kind of like um not being um confined to singular episodes uh yeah i i don't know i think i'm kind of liking the so far i mean i don't like like the bas- basically the murder of mary's character but i do like the idea that we actually see camden's having like a camden child having real experiences like not having any money or like you know being pressured to well they've been pressured before but they're usually like no i can't like a like we have a blatant like um uh, i guess confusion and like a decision making to be done by mary in a couple of instances in this episode um i also actually like the fact that we don't have the camden parents so heavily involved in their children's lives i feel like in most episodes earlier in the seasons like they knew everything that was going on but they're kind of taking a step back from really parenting mary in any way i feel like they want her to go out and get into trouble though so that they can be like see you need us you need to go to college it's that kind of thing it's like sort of like the reverse psychology sort of i don't know or like you're gonna you're gonna see how hard it is and then you're gonna realize you need us and that you need to go to college kind of thing and finally, this episode was very uncomfortable for all viewers. It was awful. There was, yes, there were so many things happening that I was just not okay with. Um, but yeah, I guess we can get started about all those things now. Yeah. So the cold open uh, begins with the fact that uh, the Rev is going to be out on a Friday night. With his guys. He wants to... Get a night out with some masculine energy or commune something. Commune with male energy, he says. Um, and Annie, we learn that Annie has a tea, like a, prof- a meeting with a professor, but it's at 7 o'clock on a Friday night. Does that sound like a 
date to you. Um, the other person that has a date in the family is Simon, who is dating. Not he's dating. Um, Lulu, who is a high school sophomore and not a college student because he is a high school freshman. Yes. Um, and he's very excited because Lulu, or Llewellyn, who goes to church, to, who apparently goes to the Glen Oak Church, is like a major hottie or something. And then the Rev is like, very inappropriately asks when Lulu became like hot and it was uncomfortable. Um, so... That happens. Yeah, and we find out that Mary has a new job at uh, Pete's Pizza. Yeah. Um, she no longer, we knew last episode that she's no longer working at the pool hall, and that her job at Pete's Pizza is a nighttime shift. Um, and that's, oh, I think the last thing before the cold open is that um, Ruthie said, no, is this when Ruthie says that she misses spending time with Mary? No, this is after the cold it's open. It's after the cold open, Okay, yeah. that's the cold open. Um, before we get into each of the storylines, I uh, wanted to make a quick note. We didn't mention this in the last episode. Actually, this has been going on since the beginning of season five, which I know is only three episodes so far. <laughs> but um, I think that uh, Seventh Heaven got a bigger budget this year, or maybe because it was well, like it had gained so much traction and it had like such a bigger following. I feel like after like fourth, the fourth season was probably its best one so far. And going into the fifth season, they probably got more money from advertising and all that stuff. Um, they were they're able to afford music, um, so a lot of the scenes following the cold open are usually like a Camden family member dancing or singing along to some sort of song. But those songs are not the songs that we're seeing on Amazon while we follow along. Yeah. Uh, so this in this episode, it was I think a Goo Goo Doll song. But we watched we, what we listened to was not the Google. Yeah, Dolls. it's like some song that would be inexpensive. To, um, so the bigger budget also manifests in the fact that we have a lot of new uh, locations this season. We had like the p- random park in the last episode. Oh, we didn't really talk about, about that. that. Um, <laughs> but like we have a lot of new locations in this episode, so that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. So uh, we'll anyway, talk, talk um, about the Rev and Annie first. Oh God. Yeah. So they both got like these plans of. I don't know, going on dates or something. Um, <laughs> talking about their open marriage. They're going to open up their marriage a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, so the Rev starts out by calling Lou. Is his name Lou? Yeah, yeah, the church treasurer. And he's like, well, he, he says he can't go out or whatever with the Rev. And we find out after he gets off the phone that he's like, oh, I just can't go out with uh, the Rev because I feel like I have to be on my best behavior around him. And it's so, like, I feel like... He's a great guy, but hanging out with him in a social setting makes me uncomfortable because I feel like I need to be on my best behavior, so I'm not going to hang out with him. Um, so I th- we get the idea that, like, this keeps happening. Um, so, so the Rev finally calls Matt, who is at work, um, and Matt's like, no, I will I'm- not hang out with you. Um, meanwhile, I think, and then, like, the Rev ends up going to the pool hall on his own. Yeah. And um, that's when... <laughs> the first, the most... Un- this was this made me the most uncomfortable. Right. This group of young... Wait. No. Two younger women and then two older women... Right. Were like, were like, Reverend Camden. Like, all at the same time, all in sync. <laughs> like, they're like little girls. Uh, and he turns around and one of them, one of the older women is like, we're playing doubles. They're playing pool. And, but she's like, I have to go... Because I have a date. I have a date. 
um, so do you want to take my spot? And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they Well, the first thing that they say to him is, do, do you not recognize us when we're not in church? And I think uh, the point being... They're supposed to be looking all, like, sexy yeah. outside of church. <laughs> so the thing that makes this even more uncomfortable is that the camera keeps on panning to the bartender. Who's, who's like, just making all these faces, like, oh, you're going to be in trouble or if like, your wife finds out. Or like, ooh, Reverend Camden, you have game. I'm so impressed. <laughs> Get it, Rev. So we have a bunch of shots of, like, the Rev playing And they cool. all just, like... And he doesn't, like, make any of the shots that they, like, set up. To, but all of these women are just cheering for him, so... It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the other side of town... At the Gypsy Cafe... Uh, well, before we get to the Gypsy Cafe, uh, um, I guess, yeah, Annie um, shows up at her professor's office. This professor has an office, unlike yes, a math professor from last episode. He must be tenured. <laughs> um, saying... So the, there's a note on his door that says, Mrs. Camden... Meet me at the Gypsy Cafe. Um... And so she's like, oh, all right, so that's where she shows up, and she she's thinking it's going to be all business, but he kind of just takes all of her books away. Yeah, and he's like, you have to, they have the best Italian food here outside of Italy, no, the best lasagna the best, outside, yeah. outside of Italy, so he's like, she's like, I already ate when I fed the kids, and he's like, but you have to sit down, and, try, and he orders wine, and he's... The food, so then we see the food comes and Annie is like inhaling it, so it must be really excellent. And this man is just watching her eat. Very strange. Um, There's flirting going on with the Rev and these single ladies and with Annie and her professor. Although the flirting with Annie and her professor is like not that blatant. Well, because she's like, I have seven kids, and he's like, I don't like kids. So you get the idea. I don't know. He's, like, obviously flirting with her, but you, you get the idea. Well, you know that nothing's going to happen because right. it's seventh heaven. Um, we have, like, some, like, because she says it's really nice not to have to, like, it's she really enjoys the food because she's not the one cooking it. And he says, well, I'll have to try yours. And she's like, what? Yeah. Like, You're cooking. And it's like, oh, that's, like, the level of, like. And then she looks at her watch, and she's like, oh, I was supposed to meet my husband at the pool hall an hour ago. And he's like, you can't go now. You have to eat dessert. So she calls the pool hall and tells the Rev she's going to be a little bit later. And he's having a blast over there playing pool with all the young. Youngins. Uh, young and old ladies. So he's like, oh, yeah, take your time. Um, and that's really it until they meet up. And they're both, like, happy and stuff. But then. And he's like, I need to get a cup of coffee because I can't wait to get to bed. And he's like, why would you want to drink a co- coffee before bed? And she kind of looks at him, and he, he's like, he's oh, oh, two cups of coffee right away. Yes. I'm about to have sex. <laughs> um, so what we're, like, led to believe is that they both enjoyed flirting with other people and that this they has, all like, riled up. And now they want to go at it together. But instead of going home, they... Well, they go, they, they run into Matt, and they tell Matt to, like, go home and check in on the other kids, and then they're like, let's go get a room at a hotel. And that's what they do. And then we see them in their bathrobes. It's beautiful. It's not beautiful. What are you talking about? I don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, they, it's like, yeah, it's basically, at the beginning of the episode, they said they just needed a break from parenting, and that's what they're doing. They're taking a break from parenting. Um, so that's... Really, their storyline. Um, the rest of the Cam, like the rest of the Camden parent, like scenes, kind of dealt like delve into other storylines. So if they are there, we'll talk about them. Um, I think we'll do Matt really quickly first, since he probably has the smallest story. Yeah. Storyline. Um, so Matt's 
I, I think Matt's there, again, slightly for comedic relief and slightly just to make us feel even more awkward in this episode. Um, so as we said, it started with the Rev calling Matt at work. So while Rev, the Rev and Matt are on the phone together and he's saying, no, I'm not going to go to the pool hall with you, uh, he gets paged again at work, and this time it's Simon calling. Um, so Simon is asking... Matt to drive him on his date um, with Lulu. Yes, uh, and this is uh, he's like, I'll give you money for it, and we don't really see. I think Matt does agree. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I think he does agree. Yeah, but all, in the end, he says that he never actually affirmed that he was going to do it. But, um, but and then he gets paged again, and this time it's Lucy, and uh, Lucy had previously volunteered to babysit um, Sam and David, but now she has a date herself. But this time, Matt's just like, no, uh, I'm not going to, like, babysit Sam and David for you. You deal with it, with it yourself. We next see Matt. Uh, oh, and I wanted to bring this up because this is, like, the phone relevant scene. We, I think it's because we live in, like, the now. Um, it's weird for us to. Well, everywhere they go, it seems like it's, it's, a, it's a little too convenient. And yeah. I think that that that's what I was pointing out. I know that there were pay phones, like all over, but there were two payphones in the school. At, like, there was one right outside of Annie's uh, professor's office because she needed to call someone then. So, like, she just turned around and there was a phone there. Um, and I think it wouldn't be that. I don't know. Who remember? If you remember. There was a payphone pay at the pool hall. I think there would be a payphone at the pool hall, though. That seems like, you know, a logical place for a payphone. But in the school, like the, like the, the high school hallways, the fact that both... Lucy and Simon were able to be on the phone <laughs> on the the same phone. Yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, so Matt next shows up eating at home and he's run out of milk. So he decides to go out and do a milk run. And on the way back from the milk run, <laughs> it's the second uncomfortable. He walks past. I'm guessing this is like a dance club bar. It looks like lounge. a bar. I don't know. And there is a woman dancing by a window in a red dress. Um, she's blonde. And she's making sultry eyes at Matt. And he, she, like, beckons him with her finger to come inside. And he's like, no, I can't. I have to drink this milk. But then, like, the next time we see him, he's inside. And they're dancing all up on each other. And this is, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, experimentation with camera work. Because it's all up in their faces. And it's a very close up and very uncomfortable and all of Matt's scenes for like the rest of the episode are like random bits of him dancing with this chick uh they don't actually talk to each other and then he realizes like he suddenly remembers that he needs to like go and get Simon to take Simon on his date so he kind of runs out and tells this girl to call him um she gets outside uh, he gets outside she runs after him it's like I don't have your number and then they start making out yeah. And, that's and then the Rev and Annie stumble and they're like, we're going to get a room. Uh. Um, as you said, we never see this girl again. I don't understand why well, any of this happened other than to make us it uncomfortable. It was so weird. It was... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention, because I, I, I forgot to mention this before, but the person playing Annie's professor is actually Catherine Hicks's... Like her brother-in-law or something? Yeah her, yeah, her brother-in-law in real life. So that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maybe it's like, like art imitating life. Oh my god! Please, <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Um, so we'll do Simon next. 
Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we kind of just did Simon, sort of. Well, Simon, um, as we said, he has a date with this older woman, so he wants to impress her. Um, and Matt just never shows up. Yeah, and then we see later on, like, um, Lucy has a guy over, and he sees Simon, and he's like, oh, is the date still on? And I guess this happened off screen. I don't think we saw it. No. And Simon is like, oh, I called Lulu, and she told me to, like, call her again when I get my license or whatever. So um, it's kind of like Simon stood her up, but he didn't because Matt stood him up. Um, Simon's Most of Simon in this episode is him just having his head down and being sad. Sad, mad. Um, Matt? So at some point, Lucy says something, like, randomly about, like, oh, well, Simon's popular, he can get any freshman girl, but he insists on going out with sophomores, and th- th- I can't believe how quickly things have turned around for Simon in high school, because apparently he's popular now. Especially because, yeah, I mean, last episode he was basically... I don't know. I guess Simon's having his angsty teenage years now. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Matt eventually does show up, and they kind of like hug, they it, hug out. it out. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you're my brother. I love you." Yeah. Oh, and like the next time Simon has a date, Matt is going to drive for free. So um, Lucy is like sort of on a date. Yeah. She has okay. This thing that happens all the time on TV, but doesn't happen in real life, where like. Your, she has a family lab, family class lab, um, which I don't understand. But usually, I feel like, what do they do this? Well, anyway, of course, the assignment is she has a lab partner, and they have to take care of an egg to pretend, like, oh, teen parenting is hard, which Ruthie is actually the one who figures out the purpose of the assignment. Right. But um, So this never... Ha- if, if you have ever had to... If, you, if this was an assignment that you had in high school, please let us know. Because please write in and let I us really know. I really do not think that this is a real thing. But it's on every TV show. Either it's like one of those fake actual babies, fake actual babies. The ones that like actually cry right. and stuff, or it's or like, like an a, egg. Or like a bl- bag of flour. There's some oh, yeah. episodes where it's like a bag of flour. Yeah. Bob's Burgers did one, and I think it was a bag of flour. Uh, so that what is... Th- so, so she has a lab partner who's her husband, and she's like... I don't know, um, at both the Rev and Matt make the joke that they're like, oh, what, what, what do you do for a lab in family class? Sex? Um, and she's like, no, it's just this guy who's my fake husband. But of course, because it's Lucy, she <laughs> she's going to end up making out with him. Um, so I think the point of the storyline is to like mimic like a young co- like a young married or like a married couple because mo- half the episode Lucy spends her hair in her hair's in like rollers and then she has it pulled back later <laughs> um, and then like they're when they bicker it's very like oh like an old married couple and I'm like I think this is this supposed isn't to be cute. <laughs> yeah this is supposed to be funny but it's not um, and like you mentioned that the guy kind of has a resemblance to Lance Bass. Oh, yeah, he walked in the room, and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> so, um, anyway, hijinks, I guess. They, so, he, he comes over to the house to babysit, since everybody else has plans, and Lucy is, like, the only one available. So, they, she's like, okay, we'll bring our egg baby, and we'll watch the twins, and whatever. And for some reason, Ruthie steals the egg, I think, just to show, like... To make a point? Yeah. To make the point about, like, oh, you can't even take care of an egg. And also because Ruthie's obviously the smartest Camden. And, um, so... They lose the egg for, like, a couple of hours, don't realize they've lost the egg. And then they finally are like, oh, Ruthie, we haven't seen Ruthie around in in hours. So, um, they go, and she 
tells them like the moral of the story and that they're supposed to be learning that parenting is hard and they failed and then they shouldn't be parents at a young age yeah and then when Matt comes over to to apologize to Simon um, we learn that Lucy is out on the porch making out with her um, husband like her, her husband her egg husband <laughs> That makes it sound like she's like making he's out with an egg. egg. Okay. She's not making out with an egg. But um, so Matt is like playing with the egg and tossing it up in the air. And of course, Lucy walks in and then he drops it. And we never learn the if they if she fails her, her family lab. Or what um, happened. I want to mention something. Um, so while Annie is like calling Lucy to make sure everything's okay in the house... They, like, didn't follow up follow up with this, and I thought it was going to be one of those, like, jokes. But Annie asks, like, she's still at dinner with her professor. So Annie asks Lucy how Lucy's baby is doing, which is how Lucy remembers that she has an egg to take care of. But obviously the professor is only hearing Mar- uh, Annie's side of the conversation. So his eyes, like, pop up when he thinks that, like, he's like, oh, my God, like, one of Annie's daughters has a baby herself. But they never followed up with that. So maybe that was a cut scene or something. But yeah. that was a missed opportunity for, ge- like, general, like, misunderstanding. Like, your child has a child? Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like that time when that old lady? Yeah, yeah. thought Lucy was a mother. Yeah. A teenage mother. Um, so Ruthie's storyline um, very much is about one thing and one thing only. And that is spending time with her big sister, Mary Camden. Yeah, um, after the cold open... Ruthie is still at the house. Like, all the other kids have gone to school, and Ruthie's still at the house because, as we know, she can start later, and we learn that she is waiting for... She's in a carpool, and she's like, oh, it's good because I will get to know some of the new people at my school, but, like, outside of school, whatever. They'll show me things. Um, And she's like, we haven't been spending time together, though, since you've been working so much. Um, How about tonight? And Mary's like, well, I start at Pete's Pizza tonight, and I don't finish until, like, midnight, or I won't be home until midnight. Um, and she's like, how about we have, like, a sleepover, and I'll come home, and I'll bring home pizza, and we'll wake you up when I get home, and uh, it'll be a blast. Um, but as is the theme in this episode, and just like the German title tells us <laughs> in False Promises, uh, Mary does not show up on time. And Well, yeah, it's because... We which we'll, yeah, we'll, which we'll talk about into Mary's like when we get into Mary's storyline, but um, basically like most of Ruthie's scenes are her lying in bed, either pretending to be asleep, or sleeping, um, or having interactions with other members of the Camden family, um, being like, "Oh, I can't wait for Mary to be here." What is the thing that she says at the end? Because I wanted to write that down. Um, she it. said, "Well, um, she's like, oh, I it's one o'clock. Like when Mary comes home, she's like." She asks what time it is. It's like, it's 1 o'clock, I'm sorry, I was late from work. And Ruthie says, well, if you loved me, you would have been here on time. Oh, okay, yeah. That's that's also building, um, like, because obviously everything, like, Mary starts, like, fracture all of the relationships, but... Um, that's, so it starts with this. That's an important um, one because of... Uh, you'll see. Okay. We'll get it. there. So I guess keep that in mind. Um, so we'll get to Mary now, since I don't think... Do you have anything else to say about any of the other storylines? No. Um, so Mary is starting her new job at Pete's Pizza. It starts out with some casual male, har- male harassment. <laughs> Wait. So she asks, she's like, they're like, oh, these, there are these three guys sitting there, and they're like, why don't you sit down and have a slice with us? And she's like, I can't. 
I'm working. And then she said, can I get you anything else? And one of the guys says, I'll have your phone number written on your underwear. <laughs> Which, what, what a line. What a line. <laughs> uh, Who could resist? And they want her to, like, have a slice with her and da 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 And she's kind of, you know, doing the thing that I guess that wait- I've waitresses have to do, which is, like... Not be, like, eat. fuck off. Yeah. She has a, yeah. And then we're introduced to, um, I guess, the, like, new characters in Mary's life, uh, Frankie and Johnny. So, mm, Frankie is... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Frankie's played by Kyler Lee, um, who you will recognize from... she's was Janie in Not Another Teen Movie. Uh, she plays Alex Danvers in Supergirl, so that's another Supergirl connection for 7th Heaven. And uh, she was Lexi Gray, Dr. Lexi Gray, in Grey's Anatomy. Um, and her... Uh, and Johnny is played by Nathan West, who's most known for Jan from Bring It On. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we learn... Well... Mary is talking to Johnny about something, and she's like says something about Francis, and he's like, nobody calls her Francis. Oh, it's Frankie. It's my wife. And then Mary's like, I almost got married last year, um, which I guess was yeah. I guess it's sort true, of, but sort not. of. Um, They're married because they have a kid. Mercy. Yes. Um, Frankie ends up being the cool chick because she ends up scaring the three male hara- like the male the harass sexual harassment people, um, <laughs> and um, they apologize to Mary, and they ask her to like chill out after. Closing. Yeah, they're like we ha- on Fridays or whatever. It's like the busiest day, but we Pete leaves at eleven, so we get to close up by ourselves. And like, do you want to hang out and like have a beer? And Mary's like, but I'm underaged. I don't want to get you in trouble for serving me. And he's like, I'm not going to serve you. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> um, so she initially is like, oh, I don't know if I'll do that. Then well, when- she's like, I have to get home to see, like, meet my sister. So by the end of the night, they're like, well, it's going to take time to cook the pizza anyway. So why don't you just have like one beer? Because... You have to wait for the pizza. So Johnny, she ver- Johnny also talks to her, to Mary, on his own, and he says, you know, ever since Frankie got pregnant and we got married, she's lost all of her friends because they didn't want to be friends with her anymore. So it'd be really great if, like, you guys could be friends because I know she's, like, really lonely. Um, also, there's a scene where um, Frankie is outside, like, having a cigarette, and her table is asking for her, so Mary goes to get her, and then there's this weird sort of, like, I don't know what purpose this serves other than just to put a cigarette in Mary's hands because um, Frankie asks her if she wants one, and she's like, no, I don't smoke. And then she she has to go inside to help her table, so she just hands the cigarette that is, like, basically finished yeah. to Mary, and then Mary puts it out. So, but it's just to put the whole, uh, to set up the whole, like... She's quite, like, especially because I feel like you have a moment where she looks at the cigarette... It looks like she might use it, but then she, like, stubs it. So it's like, oh, maybe Mary's turning to the dark side. Um, she ends up staying, and she ends up actually having a beer. Yes, but very reluctantly. Yes. She's like, um, and then, I don't know what, I guess it's, so she she stays past the time that it takes to cook the pizza, and she looks at the, like, the time, and it's, like, 12.30, and she's like, oh, shit, I have to go. I was supposed to be home a half hour ago. Um, and she gets up and she's like, whoa. And they're like, are you, is she drunk? Uh, and they're like, ah, she only had one beer. 
So she grabs the pizza, and on the way home, she gets pulled over um, for rolling through a stop sign. Um, the officer that pulls her over is played by Christopher Daniel Barnes, who is most well-known for playing Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch movie. Not the actual Brady Bunch. I'm talking about the Brady Bunch movie. The one that was making fun of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> so, um, she gets pulled over. She, like, the officer, rec- like, recognizes the last name Camden. Um, he, ba- he, he just gives her a warning. Yeah. But he's, like, you can tell he's, like taking his time and skeptical about the circumstances. I don't know. It's not really revealed yet, but I know that. Um, well, he, I don't know. It seems like, it seems like she's, he's also trying to give her some sort of like life advice. She's like, Oh, I'm just in a hurry to get to my sister to give her the pizza. I'm already learning, running late. It's like, you know, you should never be in so much of a hurry that you never make it there at all. I want you to be able to have pizza with your sister for the rest of your life. Basically. Um, That's what, exactly what he says. But, yeah, he's like, uh, so he lets her go. She gets home. And she does this beautiful, as she's sneaking around the corner of the kitchen, she sprays, like, breath spray in her mouth. But the Rev and Annie are sitting right there and see her. Um, and they're like, oh, you're so late. You're punished, and she's like, I can't believe this. I'm late from work. You can't punish me. And they're like, your penalty is two slices of pizza. So she gives them the pizza, and when she goes upstairs, they're like, this pizza is ice cold. And they're like, and she smells like cigarettes. Um, Something's up. Like, they don't they want to know where she, was, where she was, who she was with. They're like, I guess we'll see what happens. We'll just have to keep an eye on her. Well, and another thing they kept saying this... Um, episode was that they were like she's spinning so you know she's on a spiral and she's out of control um so uh, some more fun facts about frankie and johnny um the actors that play frankie and johnny are actually married in real life right now oh have been for a while and they have three kids um they met on this show so i'm assuming that the show kind of propelled their romance and apparently like their characters in... This is, this is not a really a fun fact, but maybe this is also how they bonded. Uh, like their characters in Seventh Heaven, they also had substance abuse problems while filming! <laughs> and now that now they've, re- they've recovered. I mean, clearly, because Kyler Lee is, like, starring in a lot of great things, so... Yeah. Good for her. Good for everyone. Good. <laughs> Good for all the people. Um, yeah, uh, we're gonna definitely be seeing a lot of Frankie and Johnny, um, if I could, it's according to the yeah, next episode. Yeah, yeah, So... So, stick around to yeah. find out what happens what, with them. What keeps, what, uh, what adds to Mary's downward spiral. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about this episode? Uh, no, that's about it, I guess. Yeah, um, same for me. I don't know. This one was another, like, I'm going to give this, like, a 2.5 just for discomfort. (laughs) Oh, I was going to give it um, a 4 for discomfort because it, like, elicited emotion in me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention, or actually, you're the one that pointed it out, that uh, we're never going to see Lulu again, but Lulu did look like a upgraded version of Dina. That's what you called it. Oh, yeah, yeah. She looked like just, like, a different version of Dina. Like, I just, and I miss Dina. That's all, uh, that's all I gotta we say. We miss Dina. Yeah, we miss Dina. 2.5 because this episode lacks Dina. Yeah. <laughs> the whole uh, season is bad. Because, <laughs> because there's no Dina. Um, 
yeah. So we will be hitting up our social media with some fun things from this episode. So many good things in this episode. Um, and you can check that out by following us on Instagram or on Twitter or both um, at Camden Cast Show or checking out us or checking out our Facebook Camden Cast. We are also available. You can listen to us if you'd like uh, on Wednesdays and Saturdays. We are on the Apple Podca- Podcast app. And on soundcloud.com slash Camden Cast. I'm Tammy. I'm Erin. This is Camden Cast. Yeah.